Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi everyone, my name is Claire O'Shea and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. Today, I want to discuss a very important topic, which is how to maintain good relationships with your staff, students, parents, and anyone who basically comes into contact with your studio. Now, everyone plays a different role in your business and through that, each relationship will be different to a certain degree. But today, I want to discuss practices I implement across the board to maintain good or even great relationships and retention in order to build a long-term community within my studio. So let's dive into the show. Point number one is all about opening lines of communication from the very beginning. So communication is a critical component of maintaining good relationships in all aspects of our lives, as you would know. Many times the conflicts that arrive with our team members or anyone else are a result of lack of or miscommunication. This can be confusion about dates or how to approach a class or time to arrive for a class or even something small like preferred music choices. But this means having regular meetings, phone calls and check-ins to ensure everyone is across everything. And obviously, there is a lot of different things that you can put in place to ensure that there is consistency across the board and you're not having to check in with individuals every day. But the opening those lines of communication is going to ease any tension on both sides of the equation. And although as business owners, we may be able to predict things more easily over time, that being said, we are not mind readers and making assumptions with anyone in our life or business normally would result in issues down the line. So again, be open with your communication when it comes to interacting with those who come into contact with your business. For example, we have automated email series for new families, for returning families, for not returning families, for our exam students, for our performance students, and the list goes on. And this ensures that every person in and around the studio is receiving the same educational experience. And by educating them, they are more aware and content. But again, this is a process. It's not something that I recommend everyone trying to undertake all at once, but it is an ongoing process that you can add elements of to your business to really create ease and flow in your business on a day-to-day and a week-to-week basis. You could also ask questions and give clarity with your information. Also, you know, never be afraid to repeat yourself and be open to feedback. This could be done through surveys or Q&As in person and on Facebook or something like that or Instagram. But do keep in mind as well, if you don't want any negative feedback, well, then don't ask for feedback because, you know, more often than not, there is going to be someone that is not happy with something, which is fine. And if you're open to making changes, well, that's all well and good. But if you you don't like or you don't think you can cope with that type of feedback, well then don't ask for it. We are all still human and as business owners, we must always be open to adjusting how we communicate. And at the end of the day, we want our team and members of our studio to be on the same page. So this requires us to be aware of how we communicate and converse with others. 
So my next point is all about honesty and transparency. So similarly to how I discussed values and writing your studio's mission in previous episodes and posts, being honest and transparent with who you are and the experience you offer at your studio will attract those who resonate. So be your authentic self, whether that be laid back and chilled or outgoing and loud or a bit of a mix of both. But certain people are going to be attracted to your personality and that of your studios. And it's important to be your authentic self so you feel really comfortable in your business and you feel like you know we don't have that imposter syndrome and more often than not it can be increased or you know you can be more aware of it if you feel like you're putting on a certain persona it's also important to keep in mind that you're never going to please everyone you know within your business but for the most part people love to be around others who are honest with them and this goes hand in hand with customer relationships and loyalty so if someone is not only upfront with their business mission but genuinely passionate about what they offer or sell they are more likely to be trusted by those interested in participating so this can be laid out through you know a welcome pack or info guides to ensure that everyone is aware of expectation, costs, requirements, and everything involved with being a part of your studio. And this is also going to help you as you're not going to have to send, you know, 5 billion emails about the cost of each class. If they're there and they're easy to access or easy to find, then people will be able to, you know, know if it's going to be a good fit for them. If we're also honest with parents of our students about an issue that we may, you know, that may have arisen or anything that might be going on and how we may go about solving it, you're more than likely going to find a mutual solution where everyone you know, wins or as everyone feels really good about the outcome. So it it doesn't always end perfectly, obviously, but it is really, really the best way to go about things. Honesty is the key. Remember never to be afraid to be upfront about the nature of your studio, your prices and the values which represent your business. It's really going to help you more in the long run. Point number three is all about trust. So the last point I made was all about instilling trust from those who you interact with at your studio by being honest and transparent. But trust does go both ways in any relationship. So you have to build the trust with others by giving and receiving that trust. Always listen to your gut and intuition if you don't feel you can trust someone, of course, But those you know you can rely on, you can exercise this trust over time. As an example, if a team member has been on board for a while and is willing to take on more hours, teach more classes or switch directions within the studio, giving them the trust to and time to show their skills will better both your relationship and give them confidence. Remember, trust is built and isn't an overnight process, but can make or break the fundamental connections within your studio family. And my last point today is all about setting boundaries. So when you set boundaries within your team, student, and with the parents at your studio, you know where to draw certain lines that maintain a healthy relationship. There is nothing wrong with becoming friends or having a close relationship with parents or staff. We just need to remind ourselves where we need to set boundaries and where to draw the line between colleagues, the business owner, and teacher. Dance education is fun and exciting, but our studios are still a business at the end of the day, and sometimes parents can forget that. 
One thing you can do for yourself is a little write-up on your role within your business that you want to play and set your own boundaries accordingly. This is also a great thing to do for all positions at the studio as it provides clarity and a clear guideline for parents. This isn't about creating a divide between you and the others at your studio, but rather your stance on how you want to communicate and be involved as a business owner and when. So for instance, then you won't be receiving Facebook messages at like you know, one o'clock in the morning that you feel obliged to reply to. If people know that that is not an acceptable thing to do and reply or contact you, then they're not going to. So if anyone even sent me a Facebook message, I just wouldn't reply. I would, if, if I saw it in my regular inbox, but I have a private Facebook page, um, in my personal one, I would just ignore it and pretend it did wasn't there because that's not the way to send us communication if they were obviously to message throughout dance studio page or email us of course we get back to it really quickly um, but we also set clear boundaries because I don't want to be distracted from an event if I'm there spending time with my family or if I'm sleeping even though I turn my phone off but you know th- th- by setting boundaries you're, you're setting up expectations and so you're not going to get frustrated when that line is crossed. And again, this can eliminate conflict over time. It might not happen straight away, but it will happen over time. And overall, it can create and nurture the relationships between others. Because if people are well aware of your boundaries in advance, they are less likely to push them by accident or even on purpose. So there are my four top tips to maintaining good or even wonderful relationships with staff, parents and students at your studio. It can feel like a foreign concept in the beginning, being a business owner and the leader of a company. But when we establish our role and we are transparent and honest with our communication, things will start to feel more natural over time and relationships will be maintained and thrive. We all want our place of work to feel like home and creating healthy relationships with those we work or interact with will facilitate this. So I hope you enjoyed these tips today and I look forward to speaking with you all really soon. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Claire Coaching as I post behind the scenes info and content and I look forward with connecting you in multiple different platforms. Have a great day wherever you are in the world and I'll speak with you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.